over the past few weeks, we've covered a lot of angles of a particular character and his cast and crew, a lot of dimensions. But this week, we talk about the third dimension. We're talking about Lupin the Third, the first. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show. My name is Drew, and we are talking about the hit CG animated film Lupin the Third, the first. But I can't do it alone. Miles, how are you, friend? Uh, I am jazzed to talk about this one because I mean, I was texting you during during this and I've enjoyed my entire ride with Lupin. I, I'll, I'll say that right now. I, I think, you know, we both have. We've both come to, like, in this short time, like, understand and love the um, the legacy of this character. Yes, yes. But as you said last week, this all started about a year ago or so ago when we, we both saw the trailer for Lupin the Third, the first, and we're like, this looks really good. Yeah. And now that we've seen it, um, spoiler we were warning, right. <laughs> we were right. This movie was great. So I just want to I just want to before we get into the history of this, uh, the, the 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 sort of little little background on it. This movie opens up. This is a this movie is a period piece. It is set in the 1960s. But the opening of the movie is set in France in the 1940s and miles you ever uh you ever uh, done any research on uh on france in the 1940s yeah yeah you know anything that was uh was uh was uh, you heard about this you heard about this uh you heard about what might have been going on in france in the 1940s uh yeah uh brad pitt and a team of commandos were leading the charge taking out nazis i don't think that happened in this movie um no, but it happened in real life, right? Yeah, maybe. Probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, yeah, so this Ingloriously movie, so. This movie opens up in 1940s France with a uh, a heartbreaking scene. And right after that heartbreaking scene is over, a particular song kicks in for an opening sequence. And yes, it is the part two Lupin the third theme song remixed and reorchestrated for this 2019 movie. And I have not felt this much hype in so long. It was this wave of both. Yeah, let's go. Let's pronking go. Let's go. And just it was like a wave of nostalgia for something that felt like was a part of my personality for decades, despite the fact that we've only really <laughs> spent two months watching Lupin stuff. It was it was so odd oh, and wild. I, I think part of it is we've 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 been in these trenches. We've been, we've been doing Lupin for two months, and so upon research and living in certain decades. You kind of let that saturate in your in your soul a little bit. 
And I gotta say, because I, I was curious, I know I know we would we had been hyped when we saw that trailer initially, but having watched all this Lupin stuff, I was like, man, how am I gonna feel about it being a CGI um, anime movie? And if they didn't make this feel like a Lupin movie through and through, I mean, you open up and you have this, you know, this really harrowing opening that's that kind of gives you, okay, we're getting serious, and then we get the kind of like they just say sometime later i think they don't yeah. they don't give you a, a specific date so that way they can kind of put it anywhere um but it's yeah mostly the 60s or the 70s uh, i it goes right into into looping shenanigans and it's wonderful it's so much fun and by the way the cg in this movie is really good really good it's in i was blown away by it i was I mean, I was surprised, like, I mean, we see movies that cost like 10 times more than this movie likely did and don't look as good. Like, this movie looked phenomenal. So good. So sharp. Honestly, the only thing about the CG that I didn't like 100% like was because I watched the dub version and they didn't exactly match the mouth movements for the English cast. And yeah, they, the they, Japanese they, cast. they didn't make that full effort. I agree. I also watched the dub, which the dub was very good. That was really good. That was really good because because again this dub cast is the same cast that dubbed part two uh right. Lupin the third and and has kind of off and on dubbed other things they also dubbed part four as well that we watched but uh which honestly gave me a little more of a through line uh but golly I I love this movie Miles it was I, so good <laughs> no it was and I think they do a little bit more with um they they take the the thief of the heart of gold concept and they really explore what it means for Lupin because he's still that kind of daredevil devil may care you know with talking Lupin but he also is like I kind of want to see where this goes yeah and uh, very very much I, I I see what people were talking about with the Castle Cagliostro aspect of it although very different movies very different stories I agree but. But the but the the more heroic Lupin is certainly a through thread. Um, and. I mean, they, they did even things that. Even the the CGI animation of his his, his hairy knuckles. Yep. <laughs> Those weird hairy knuckles. But I mean, it's not just uh, Lupin looks great. Uh, Goemon looks awesome. Um, Fujiko looks great. And of course, our man Jigen just looks as cool as the day is long. <laughs> um, and, 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 and unfortunately, they give Jigen probably the most of the crew something to do. I mean, Fujiko does do a little bit more. She's got the kind of oh, kind of the competitive thief, the Catwoman type of aspect of Lupin's but, but, Batman but a little again, bit. They do what they do in the shows, and that's kind of what I love. Which again, they when, do, but I, I I I would contend that they feel like a little bit more of a supporting cast to the main cast because you've got this new character who's kind of co-starring with Lupin. And, and this is where I find this character to be pretty interesting as well. So she's great. Again, we, we, this movie stars Lupin the third, who is planning to steal something called the Brisson diary, which is this uh, supposed uh, uh, it's this this diary that is in this super locked thing, uh, this locked mechanism. 
that uh, is supposedly the one thing that Lupin's grandfather was never able to steal. And he and talk about planting the seeds to perfection for the emotional like needle drop when you get that reveal. Oh, yes, 100 percent. So but the other side of this is you have this new character who we are actually introduced to as a baby in this opening Germans uh, German thing uh, where she is. Uh, so the Brisson diary is was created by Professor Brisson, who is this uh, French archaeologist. Uh, and it's a it's a purported to be a guide to this super big treasure called the Eclipse. And what it is, nobody knows or nobody knows if it even really exists. Well, of course, Professor Brisson and his uh, child and child spouse. Uh, I'm not sure which is which. I presume the daughter is the, the Brisson's daughter. But uh, I think so, because her name is also Letitia, because our main character is named Letitia and the the, right. the, the Nazis attack and kill Brisson and they they end up killing uh, this young girl's mother and father in this car chase. Uh, and the sort of guy who's working for the Germans uh, picks up the baby and kind of adopts her as his own uh, in order to see if he can unlock the secrets behind this diary later on in life. Um, And and so not only do you have this connection with Lupin, Lupin's grandfather and this Brisson diary, but you have our main character or other main character, Letitia having a grandfather connection to this diary that though she doesn't necessarily know it in, in the moment because she has been raised, you know, not knowing that Brisson was her grandfather. Uh, there's this sort of familial lineage portion of mm-hmm. it. that I, I found very, very interesting as the two of them start working together. And, and these, these stories are always my favorite. It's why I like, I liked Indiana Jones as a kid. It's why game wise, I loved uncharted and even to a degree, Tomb Raider. Like I love these big stories, these treasure hunting stories with these massive mythologies. They get me so excited. I love those kind of stories and we don't get enough of them to be honest. And having Lupin involved in one of these types of stories, honestly, just it it's it's like peanut butter and and jelly. Like it's it makes perfect sense. It works <laughs> so well. And especially when you when you have like all these cool traps and he sees the the top hat of his of his grandfather, and you're like, oh man, this is gonna be good. And it is like because I don't, I don't even know if I want to hit all the story points just because I don't want to either really, because, because it's so much fun. And so much of these are the moments that you see. Like there's one mm-hmm. moment that you're referencing that has one of the coolest, most fun, engaging Lupin things. And it's just like, I don't even want to spoil it. I just want it to, to kind of I want people to go and see it because this movie is very available. It is on on Hulu right now, Hulu both right the now. sub version and the dub so, version. I was planning on watching this again with with Krista and I was kind of going back and forth because I think the movie's great and I think that anyone will enjoy it. I'm I'm curious and I, that's why I wanted to get your feedback. Do you think someone who has never, never watched any Lupin stuff will have as much fun? They probably won't have as much fun as someone who has, but do you think they will have an uh, adequately good time watching this movie without knowing the character? So this is the thing. The movie has all of Lupin's support cast in it, but the support, yes. but, but Jigen, Goemon and Fujiko are all very, minor. very much support cast. They are introduced. And so the opening of the movie after the, the, the Nazi part, 
Um, we are we are in the pre- the quote present day of whatever time in the sixties this takes place with Lupin attempting to steal the the diary that is now on display in this thing, and and uh, Letitia who is posing as a one of uh, Zenigata's Interpol agents. <laughs> Zenigata is great in this. Zenigata is, is great in this. Stuff. <laughs> Uh, they they uh, catching catching Lupin in the act only to uh, to steal the the diary for herself uh, in as part of this, and this leads to this car chase where we immediately get all like we've already had we have Fujiko stealing the diary from Lupin and flying off in a helicopter like Fujiko does. We mm-hmm. then have Lupin getting arrested by Zenigata and getting broken out of his <laughs> police uh convoy by Jigen and Goemon in some of the coolest ways that they have ever shown Jigen specifically. Oh, are you talking about using the gun to he, undo the so, so they're so they're driving on this French highway and Jigen without picking with one hand on the wheel just arm goes out pow 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 and you see the zoom in of the bullets not not hitting and destroying the 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 sign but just winging the 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 nuts that are holding the bolts of the sign on and just pew, and then you see the the bolts fall off or the nuts fall off and then the sign falling down and the and the the police convoy truck that's carrying lupin slamming into it and flipping over and then go on slicing it in half to free lupin and it's so dope it is so dope it's it so is. cool all while the all while the soundtrack and and loop this is a red jacket story so this is definitely a part two lupin story and they use so many music musical cues not just the main theme but a lot of other music from part two and a lot of music inspired by part two and it just freaking works for me i do like how they like they do have this one little moment like anytime something cool happens like you know uh like in indian jones it would be the the dun 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 dun. you just hear loop on the exactly it's it's awesome it makes it gets you so excited (laughs) and i that that aspect the music is phenomenal throughout this entire film the music is just top notch you mentioned the jacket and i i wanted to say something because I don't know if it's how it's animated, but it, ne- I never, it never realized this, to me. I never realized his jacket of- was leather. Yes. Or, yeah. And his pants were leather, too. <laughs> so I was like, is that so the pants just what threw me off? Because I was like, is this just the style of the animation? But I'm looking at the, at the actual like material that texturize on the jacket. I'm like, no, that's leather. It's got to be leather. So I, 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 I had never clocked that it was leather, but, you know, it works. But it also like, yeah, it works. It made sense. I'm like, oh, it makes him even cooler now. Yeah, like you, you think about the, the weather with that that shirt and that tie. I'm like, oh man, that's a that's a dope look. So, but but to go back to what we're saying is, outside of that opening scene and outside of a scene with Fujiko as she is kind of turning in this this thing to uh, the yeah. totally not Nazis, but also totally Nazis. Uh, this really becomes a story about Lupin and Letitia. Mm-hmm. Uh, also L and L, you know, that's, that's interesting. I wonder if how intentional that was, or if Letitia is a reference to something from a Lupin story, like an original Lupin story. I don't know. I couldn't find it. I have no idea. But anyway, and that's where I think this movie could still work for someone who doesn't know the stories, the stories. Yeah. Because I I was curious about that. Cause I mean, it does play super fresh and it's super fun. The animations killer, the action scenes work. 
but I'm also like, I can also see someone seeing that and be like, oh, now I'm going to go back and watch all this Lupin stuff. I mean, that, that's what started our journey was we saw the trailer for this movie. But again, like if you look at Castle of Cagliostro, like Goemon's barely in that movie. <laughs> yeah, go, I mean, Goemon and and yeah, Goemon's barely in it. Jigen's barely in it. Fujiko's um, barely in it. Yeah, but Fujiko, like this movie, Fujiko has kind of a sizable supporting role. Like she she does have a lot more interaction as, as far as the other three characters. She's got the most. She does because she's done the betrayal and the, which is like the the classic part two styled Fujiko thing mm-hmm. to do. And, and and so as we as we go through it and we learn that, you know, the 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 bad guys are Nazis. This is Lupin and crew versus the Nazis. <laughs> just like what? Oh, um, um, there's something I want to ask you about. I just don't know if I want to spoil something, but how were you kind of disappointed in the reveal of the villain not being the villain? So I, when it, when, uh, when it initially started, I was like, oh, really? They're doing this. And then when the reveal happened, I was like, oh no, I'm way into this. I'm super into this. <laughs> I'm, I a hundred percent agree, but also I really wanted that that to happen as well like later or something i really wanted uh uh lupin and crew to uh kill that villain but um turns out that deed was already done yeah no i i did enjoy that (laughs) i I like how they kind of basically like no no your whole your whole thing's based on on forest oh yeah i did that yeah um interpol released this (laughs) they're trying to root root you guys out (laughs) No, I mean this this movie, I, I will say, like as a as a as a film and as something that is kind of representative of uh Lupin, which I mean like a Monkey Punch also said like this was his like last chance to get like Lupin out in the world. Which I mean I I'm suspicious of that. Uh well Monkey Punch, know. I think I believe passed away before this movie came out. I think I think so. Because it was dedicated, I think, to Monkey it, Punch. He died um, in April of 2019. And this movie came out in October of 2019. So he was aware of its creation, probably. Uh, yeah, he, he thought this stuff. was his last chance to make it worldwide, uh, even though we've gotten more Lupin since then. Um, I, I will say. I I want 10 more of these. I, yeah. I think these movies, this this movie in particular. And. I mean, we've only watched two of the Lupin movies, so I don't know how the other Lupin movies really rank well, or how I feel about them. This is the first theatrical Lupin movie since 1996. So wow. all, all of the others had been TV specials, TV movies, OVAs and stuff right. like that. So theatrically, this was the first uh, the first one in a one while in a while. This, I think, does do a great job of if they had wanted to start a series of films and maybe they do. I mean, this came out in 2019. COVID happened right afterwards. So, I mean, yeah, we're talking, I mean, if you're talking about, you know, East Asia, October of 2019 to November of 2019 was a very different time. Right. Um, So, I mean, maybe it's still in the cards. I absolutely adored this movie. It is one of my, it's hard to say it's one of my favorite Lupin experiences. I've enjoyed every single Lupin series we've watched. Even part three, I think had stuff even as a weaker link, I think had stuff that I, I still really enjoyed or thought was interesting. Um, but this movie, I think, was such a surprise because 
you know, because it's in a new medium, because it's a very different style, and because it's an attempt to kind of distill Lupin into all the best qualities. And to pull that off in a singular hour and a half is really difficult. And I think by and large, they succeed. Miles, I'm going to tell you something that I told you off air and you wanted me to save it for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This movie is what I wanted part four to feel like. Yeah, and I, I so one of your things that you had said to me about part four is you didn't like that it leaned too much on the thief of the heart of gold. But that's all this movie is. Yeah, but there were there was there were other things going on that it was it was zanier. It was more raw. It was like I say more raw. This movie is very like PG, maybe PG-13 may i would i would see it well i mean in today's standards probably pd 13 but it, that's pushing it. it there there were a couple of scenes of violence that were that were pretty maybe maybe some mild language uh, i mean there were some some d words and some h words but it didn't go beyond that there is the guy that got crushed into nothingness oh yeah a, yeah yeah there, yeah there is a little bit of visceral violence in there and and then you know yeah, okay. So yeah, Peter Thorne's probably fine. But but I, I say, will also but, say, I, but I say that to say that like I liked part four. I did. I love and, part and maybe four. maybe it's because again, I watched the dub and I didn't watch the sub, and it sounds like the sub, the the Japanese language version was just Much played better. different. But this has a faster pace to it. Oh it, yeah. It has bigger moments, it has wackier stuff, but also the stakes of things are really high because they don't want the Nazis to get a super weapon because yeah, that's oh. what the Brisson diary is all about, by the way, spoilers. And, and just this, this, I, it, the musical cues were so good. And, and again, it's easy to say that about an hour and a half long movie. That's a start middle and finish of a story that we well, only saw. That's what I wanted to, to, to touch on. Of. I wanted to touch on that a little bit because there are so many times where we were both like, I would watch this as a full length movie. And so getting to see a like a full length movie for that very thing. I mean, I could also see how someone would have distilled this into a singular episode and it would have, would have been fine. It'd been a fun episode, but this also goes to show like, Oh man, what if we had some 90 minute versions of some of these stories and you can mind that. So I like, I, I love Lupin Third Part Four, and it, it's it's weird for me because I'm usually like Team Dub, and the subs were the way to go there. Yeah, because uh, I mean, from what we discussed last week, it certainly affected how you watch it, and I was like, oh no, no, no that was very different than what I watched. Yes, um, didn't have a problem with the dub in this one. <laughs> no, when this dub is is phenomenal. Uh, the voice acting across the board is excellent. Um, it has that fun, pulpy adventure feel that you want. Um, you know, current Lupin shows feel a little bit more modern and everything, but this this did the choice to like make it feel period esque and kind of feel like it was old, like like an Indiana Jones pulp story or even an Uncharted type of story, even though that's more modern. It just it felt like everything you want from a great adventure story, but it's and, also and, a phenomenal Lupin story. And you know what? You talk about feeling as much as I like the style of part four as well. Lupin the third, the first feels 
more like a Lupin story. There is a part of this of this story that takes place on a gigantic aircraft. There is a part of there's a lot of it that takes place, you know, in 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 actually it's a lot in that gigantic aircraft. <laughs> I think about it. They spent about an hour well, on that plane. <laughs> they they even do some of the like so this one does get silly in areas, but they are very smart in where they get silly. And it's mostly in moments to kind of add levity, uh, add brevity with Zenigata popping up. And when he and Lupin team up and he still has his little rope and handcuffs and is hurling that thing around, taking out Nazis. So great. I love it. Um, so yeah, they, they, have a, they have a temporary <laughs> truce here because, you know, Nazis. Um, and in this one, like he is straight up an Interpol agent, it seems. Well, they're all he's been an Interpol agent the whole time. I thought I thought he was a Japanese investigator. He, in the he's, first he is a Japanese investigator working for Interpol. OK, because Lupin, so I, I thought. And maybe I just I just maybe just never picked up on it. I, I thought like eventually he like, you know, kind of teamed up with Interpol to take him down. But I always thought he was kind of like initially just a Japanese investigator. And then like. In this one, he feels like he's part of Interpol. Well, I mean, the thing is, Interpol, as Interpol exists in media, doesn't exist. There isn't like a group of Interpol people. Interpol's just like a network of police across the, the globe. <laughs> right. It's not like you don't work for Interpol in that way. There's not like Interpol right. agents. <laughs> um, I loved, yeah, I loved, I loved all the stuff with Zenigata. I thought they, they, they played him to perfection. Um. And I really liked how they handled, like, I was wondering because, you know, a lot of the animation keeps Goemon's face obscured. They don't do that here, and it doesn't take anything away from it. They kind of, they play with it a little bit. Yeah. And I, I dug that. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I have very I have very few actual criticisms about this movie. There are some moments I wish had clipped maybe a little bit differently, or maybe I would have liked a little bit more. For, and that's the problem. Is usually, I'm like, oh, this is a perfect sizable amount. Here's where I'm like, yeah, if this is two and a half hours, I would not have minded. Yeah, like, so, I, I'll give me more looping. I mean, we're not even 30 minutes into this episode, and I feel like I'm going to start repeating myself because yeah. there, there are so this, this, I have a hot take, Miles. Okay. This is a do. hot take. Now, I am not well, let me, talking, let me get screen. I'm not talking about animation style for the time or mm -hmm. anything like that, but. I think that this movie is in 2023 when we watched it more impactful and more entertaining than the castle of Cagliostro. Hmm. Castle of Cagliostro gets is, is a lot a, of love. It's a phenomenal. I think it's a lot of love because I, I mean, we have to elephant in the room. It's a lot of love because of who it's associated with and what that person goes on to do and and as we stated in our episode great movie um i'm with you i i'm with you on this one i this is a better movie it is so much fun and it's so it is so quickly paced in a way that a movie in the 19 the late 1970s early 1980s wasn't i mean this is a movie from the the 20 teens like they, they just we make stuff differently now and and the the directly i'm still i'm still impressed it's about an hour and 40 minutes because the tendency nowadays is to be like two hours and 40 minutes 
Yeah, and, and the director, Takashi Yamazaki, who we just, we spoke about briefly, he also wrote the screenplay. Uh, he is known for doing a number of things. Um, the Returner movie from 2002, the yep. live action Space Battleship Yamato uh, remake, or was it live action? I'm not sure if it was live action. Live action. Um, he is set up to do the next Godzilla film for Toho stoked on it which is which is awesome he's he's uh done done a number of things here and there but just the pacing of this film is so good the no the story elements don't really outlast uh, you know don't 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 spend too long on screen and you're talking like miles there is a portion of this movie that is about finding something that ancient humans created that is hugely like astronomically advanced technologically yeah and i don't know if lupin stuff did that back in the past because again we didn't watch that much of it i when that first when that realization first happened that that's what this movie was going to be i expected myself to hate that because i thought it was going to feel out of sorts for lupin in the 1960s to be dealing with sci-fi weapons and stuff but no, I really liked it. I thought it was very fun no. and they handled it and they gave me one of the greatest Goemon scenes I have ever seen. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> the Goemon scene is so good. So um, we learned that Goemon's weapon is made out of space rocks and they need it to create this this thing in this and he has to leave his sword behind as they move forward. And of course, when the bad guys catch up to them and chase them out, they are all running out of the 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 thing as it's collapsing. To which Goemon is just repeating the name of his sword over and over because he's trying to get back to it as fast as he can. It's just so funny. He doesn't want to use the sword for for the the mission. He it's it's, it's so good. It's, it's very very good. <sighs> and you also get this what you kind of expect. But you you get this great sequence that Lupin just nails and 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 you get this nice little like cherry on the cake of him with his grandfather's hat and cane. And it's and I'm not even talking about the actual needle drop of of discovery about his grandfather. I think we might leave that for fans to. Yes, the the, the, the very specifically placed cane as well as the way that he gets through the whole thing is just mwah. it's 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 fantastic I, I love it i'm trying to think of of other aspects of this movie because there, there are elements i will say there are elements of this movie that do kind of you know show its hand but i don't think it's trying to be like oh this is a mystery i think it's also like well you know what's going on we're not going to treat like you're dumb you know the grandfather is a bad guy uh for Letitia. And so they, they're very quick to like, yep, you know this, and we're going to treat it like this. And they do a really good job of, um, I think, giving a really competent, uh, like a better term, companion for for Lupin in this movie, for being the the Lupin girl of the yeah. movie, I guess. Well, because she has agency, unlike a lot of other Lupin like she's not the damsel that needs to be distressed to be rescued. Although that Either does happen Rebecca. from time to time. She does have 
Well, yeah, neither is Rebecca for part four, but I'm talking more about, you know, uh, Castle of Cagliostro. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is empowered. She is stealing from him. She is trying to block him from things. She betrays him at one point. You, even though- you, you know, you know, this the, actually this reminds me. I cannot believe I, it just popped in my head. It's the mummy. It's Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss and the mummy. That is the exact same relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that. That's a very good comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. Oh yeah. Brilliant scientist, super capable himbo. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's all there. With one exception that I really do like. I'm going to spoil the end of this movie where you have, yes, yes. Where you have, uh, you know, she's so so Letitia is an archaeologist she loves archaeology in the way that her to unknown to her uh grandfather loves um but she really wants to go to the Boston University Boston School University. of Archaeology and uh her her fake grandfather who works for the Nazis doesn't want her to go um and she he keeps promising her that he'll let her go if she keeps doing things stealing things doing bad stuff um but uh but at the very end you see lupin has submitted her work that he stole from her apartment at the beginning of the movie to the boston university and got her accepted to it (laughs) and and as she goes to 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 hug him and i you think she is going to you know you know proclaim her love for him or 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 something like that or why can't i go with you and things like that he just kind of says ah i'll see you in five years bye yeah. <laughs> and which i think is a specific reference to an episode i feel like that's something he said before i you know it could be and i just don't i don't know um um i i think it's a th- I, I, I could be wrong but i think it's a reference to an episode or something uh where he's done something similar before but i I love that ending too. And especially because it's assisted by Zenigata and his little soldiers on their little tugboat going after Lupin and company. And it's great. And they all salute her as they go past. Yeah. (laughs) This, this movie is an absolute treat. I think, I mean, the more I talk about the more I'm like, yeah, even if you've never watched Lupin, I think that this is still an extremely fun movie because the main characters are done so well that yes, of course you don't have the 50 years of like development and interesting character stuff for Jigen and Goemon and Fujiko in this movie, but their characters are still there. They're intact. They're just not the main focus of this film. Yes. And that's, and that's the thing that I just, I love about this so much. Like, the fact the the fact that Fujiko only has two costumes is <laughs> is maybe the the wildest thing about it. But you know, I'll, I'll forgive him <laughs> for that. But uh, this this movie is is a reference to so many things. Um, uh, Yamazaki, the director, uh, of course, credits Castle of Cagliostro as a an inspiration, but also credits episode uh, part two, episode one forty five, which is the episode that we watched. That was a Miyazaki directed episode that features uh, the airships, the, the airships, and the big giant plane. Um, uh, 
I that, hate to, that, I, that, that certainly makes sense. I really uh, sometimes, Miles, I hate when we have things that we love so much because I just I run out of stuff to say because my my initial thing is I don't want to tell you too much about this. Go see it. And I feel like that's about where I am right now, because uh, this uh, this movie was so much fun. Yeah. And I mean, I, I really, really want more of these. I think that I thus far. This is my favorite Lupin movie. Um, and I say that as someone who has, I mean, my only Lupin uh, experience beforehand was Castle of Cagliostro. And I still think it's, that's a phenomenal movie. Oh, it's, for also sure. a gr- it's also a great academic film to, to talk about with the career of Hayao Miyazaki. But at the same time, I think as a Lupin movie, this, <clears throat> this is what you should seek out as a singular, like, hey, you want, you want someone to uh, check out Lupin? This is the easiest way. Yes. It uh, gives you, yeah, it doesn't give you everything you want because, yeah, I mean, not everything you want, but like if you're a big Jigen fan, you'll, you'll at least get some really cool Jigen moments. You may not get, you know, all this crazy backstory of him as, you know, a mobster's, you know, assassin or a CIA agent, but you're going to get some really cool stuff with Jigen. You do get to see Jigen shooting a bunch of Nazis, which, uh, that never gets old. <laughs> never. <laughs> like the perennial bad guys. I mean, they're always fun to use. Um, but yeah, I, 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 this might be my favorite singular experience as opposed to like, you know, episodic stuff. As far as, oh, watch this one thing. I, I think this might be the ticket. I think Lupin the Third, the first, uh, completely succeeds in what it sets out to do and kind of like, I don't think it's trying to reboot. That's the best thing about this. It's not trying to reboot the Lumen franchise, but it gives you a story that you've never seen in early time so that even if you've never seen Lupin, you're in. Yes. And they they should make a million of these movies, a hundred years of these movies. I, I, I want to see one, even if it's every five years. I want him to say, I'll see you in five years to be a promise. I want to get another one of these movies because it was just so much fun. And again, I just have to say how like I I, so so again, we are from America where we have people that do very high quality CG animated works. You don't Mm -hmm. necessarily think about Japan when it comes to making super high quality CG animated works. This movie just it gets the style down. It is super high quality. It's super sharp. There's so much detail in everything. I, I got, I, I got to be done talking about this movie because it's just going to be me repeating that over and over again. And I apologize, gang. Not the most interesting commentary for me. Oh, this movie's great. Go see it. I get it. But this movie's great. Go see it. It's easy to see. It's on Hulu. Go watch it. It's an hour and a half long. You'll really enjoy it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah it's it's i i can't i can't say enough good things about this movie it's it's phenomenal i i'm probably gonna watch it again in the near f- future and i mean as with anything it just makes me want to see got more loop and stuff to watch because i have you know and we'll talk a little bit more about this next week in our final Lupin uh episode but i have just loved and fallen in love with this franchise and this character and this this really is the icing on the cake is is this movie 100 percent um oh 
this movie's so good. Golly. I, I wasn't expecting much from this. I thought the trailer looked good, but I think I'm just blown away by it exceeding all of those expectations so highly. I just, ah, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. this, this movie was so hype and it hits you from the very opening moments. Go see it. I wish I could have seen it in a theater. Um, this movie came out. Yeah. In, this movie came out in America in September of 2020. I was not going to see it in a theater, um, but I would love a fathom event for me to go see this movie. I would like to see it in a movie theater, please. Thank you. Yes. Um, Agreed. W- with that said, oh, it's going to be hard to say goodbye to Lupin and and company. Um, and so we're kind of. We're not going to next week. Next week, we are going to do something that we 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 talked and talked about what we were going to do. And we decided we feel like we need to see some of everything. And so this is going to be a little weird. We're going to talk about both parts five and parts six, but we're only going to watch two episodes of each. Now, these mm-hmm. are both Blue Jacket series. They follow in part four that we talked about last week. But uh, we're going to watch episodes one and two of part five and episodes one and two of part six. And we are going to talk about that next week. And we will probably do a little bit of a recap because we're not covering as many episodes. Kind of a little breakdown of everything Lupin that we have talked about so far and sort of our reactions to this franchise that we keep falling in love with franchises, Miles. We got to stop doing this. This is this is a problem. We used to do it's this. It's only going to get worse this year, buddy. It's only going to get worse. We we used to, well, we'll see. <laughs> we we used to do this back in the day where we would we would talk about something for a week and be like, "I want to watch more of this," and then we never talk. We never watched it again because we were on to the next thing because we were doing a new thing every week, every week, every week. And now that we're spending time with these 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 franchises and the this the these different forms, I still of feel media, that way. I, st- I, I still feel, feel like it's not way. enough. <laughs> You know, I, yeah, I, I I can't wait for next week so we can announce the the Giants project that we're going to take on next, which yeah. is if there, you know, if there's any billionaires out there that just want to throw me and Miles a couple million just to do this full time, uh, dedicate all our lives. You'll get a, a, an episode, episode a day. day, episode a day. 100%. Uh, we will do that. Just, uh, you know, email me. Well, uh, the more you know, Gmail dot com. Uh, so well, with that, we're, we're, yeah, where can they find us if yeah, they want to send us money? Said, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us at themoreunerd.com where you can find this and every other episode we've ever done. You can email us themoreunerd at gmail.com, themoreunerd at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on social media at themoreunerd in most places, including Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Goemons, Jigens, and Fujikos is where we're going to end things. And we end this show, as we always do, with a rousing nerd out. out.